Good friends, you're here on the yacht on Radio Adelaide 101.5 FM. To my starboard side, I've got a piping hot cup of jasmine tea. And to my port, my good friend, Norman Vine. Hello, Adam. Very nice to be here. It's, it's great to be here on frequency modulation. Uh, we should alert our listeners that this is our very first show on FM on Radio Adelaide. Uh, how it feels good, doesn't it, Norm? Mm. Stereo. Yes, the quality is 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 a sight to behold. Uh, I should add that our our other good friend, Norman, Dr. Kevin Goodall, mm. is not here with us tonight. Uh, do you know why that is, Norman? I just assumed he was lazy. No, <laughs> he's, he's a good friend, and... He is on a speaking tour. You see, he is a university professor at the Flinders University. Uh, what he is speaking about, I don't know, but rest assured, he will be back later in the series to talk to you about, ooh, uh, I don't know what. Various uh, doctor things. Well, the things that he studies, and he's quite a knowledgeable uh, chap, our good friend, Dr. Kevin Goodall, so expect to hear more from him over this Lovely, lovely summer. Well, that's the housework out of the way. Mm. Norman, how was your day? Uh, My day, Adam. Yeah, how was how was it? I had a I had an absolutely delightful day. Mm. Aside from this weather. Oh, terrible! It almost spoiled my day. But uh, mm. go on, go on. Well, I I didn't expect it to rain. Mm-hmm. Summer, Just... summer. You don't expect a lot of rain. But it did rain a little, didn't it? It did, and I just so happened, I, I happened to choose today to do my laundry. Oh, that is the worst. Well, did... it, it wasn't really me. I have I have a maid that takes care mm. of that, but still, she decided to do it today. And the clothes were hung out before the rain came? Or... Of course. She started mm. in the morning, mm. started raining about noon, yes. ruined the washing. Was she quick to bring the clothes back in? Because... Sometimes, you know, you do that little rush out when you see out the window that it started raining and you get into a frenzy. You, you, you panic and you, you rush and bring the clothes in off the line. Hopefully they're not drenched. Norman, were the clothes okay? I don't really know. She said she handled it. Uh, fortunately, I have enough clothes that it doesn't really matter. Mm. I have enough to get me through well, a few more weeks. I did notice you're not wearing your usual smoking jacket, which you usually wear to the show nights. Uh, is, there, is this related or no? No, is this... Well, that was when we were on the AM dial, Adam. Uh, I feel I need to, to modernise just a little bit. An updated wardrobe for the FM. Yes, you'll well, see I'm, I'm wearing a cardigan tonight. Mm. This is what the young people are wearing. Yes, I, I like it. It's very spiffy. Thank you very much. Uh, now, how was your day, Adam? 
My day? Well, uh, I mentioned the rain nearly ruined my day. I got up in the morning, I put on my best pair of slacks, and I caught the local coach. Really? Uh, to the fine township of Elizabeth, David. I have heard of it. Elizabeth David. I uh, No, not the, just, just the Elizabeth part. <laughs> Haven't been there myself, but I've looked at it on a map. Yes, it's, it's, well, it's a lovely part. And uh, I went and I went, I went and I sat in the local park and observed the pigeons. Now, there was the usual, you know, pigeons are a usual grey colour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I observed a startlingly white pigeon. Really? It was very white, but it was a pigeon. Not a dove? I could tell by its curtailed beak. I see. Uh, Are you a bird watcher, Adam? I didn't know this. No, no, just a casual enthusiast. Uh, so, so you went all the way to Elizabeth just to look at some pigeons? Well, no, I actually went there to check out the fine Elizabeth shopping centre. Uh, really? I bought myself a croissant at the local supermarket. Wow. It was a very good lunch. The rain, the rain was a dampener, <laughs> pun intended. Very nice. Uh, but I did sit in the sit in the park and feed the pigeons in the afternoon. Luckily, I had a brolly with me and was able to shield myself from the rain. Uh, so it was a very good day. Uh, it's been a very good week for me, Norman. Yes, uh, please elaborate. Well, I, I don't want to get into it. Perhaps okay. you'd like to tell me about your week. My week? Well, uh, uh, what did I do? Oh, yes. On uh, Saturday night, I, uh, I put on my party shoes, put on my party hat, mm. and you know what that means. Yes, it's Saturday night. Yes, it was time for the State Liberal Party convention. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I had a, uh, a birthday party for a dear old friend of mine, mm -hmm. uh, Smitty, we call him. Smithy sometimes. Smitty or Smitty, interchangeable. Mm. He was 47 years young. 47? Well, 47. He's a, he's a strapping young man. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't look a day over uh, 22. Is, is that so? Yeah, he, that's a man who uses moisturizer. Yes, yes. Uh, I wish I had used it a bit in my youth, Norman. As you can see, I'm getting a little crow's feet and wrinkles <laughs> around around the cheeks. You can see it, but people at home can't. Uh, Use your imaginations, mm. folks. Well, uh, it's about eight past on uh, on the yacht here. Uh, it's been a great night already. Um, hopefully you'll stick around on Radio Adelaide. Uh, we're really enjoying your company, so if you would please stick around and hear some of the quality we've got coming up. Uh, a very big surprise right after this. So, well, if you're not there... Who will be? You're on the yacht. Radio Adelaide, 101.5 FM. Radio Adelaide, 101.5 FM. On the yacht. Hi, I'm Brian Simmons from the Adelaide Crows. And when I'm not kicking the footy, if there's one thing I like to do, it's eating a big sandwich. Mmm. Taste that cut of meat. Delicious cold cuts, condiments, delicious meat, salad. Yeah, we've got the salad. Hey, we've also got a soft drink and um, can make you a cup of coffee or something if, if you're on the go. Uh, 
Metro sandwiches. It's a cracker. Nah, just kidding. It's a sandwich. How do you like to drive? Perhaps like this. Maybe you drive like this. Or how about... Whatever kind of driver you are, you'll find the car you're looking for at Norman Vine Motors. Just look for the giant statue of Norman Vine on Main North Road. Open seven days. I'm Norman Vine and I endorse this event or product. You're on the yacht on Radio Adelaide 101.5 FM. Hello everyone and welcome back on the yacht with me, Adam. And also joining me in the studio here is uh, Norman Vine. Hello. Very nice to be here. Yes, it's well. We've we've got a special treat for the listeners today. We have, well, a relic from the golden era of radio back in the 1950s. Now, I don't know if you know this, Norman, but back in the 1950s, many radio stations had trouble affording royalties to pay to the record labels. Ah, yes, it's not like it is today. Yes, no, it, it's it's quite a good agreement uh, the station has today with the record companies. But uh, do you know, did you know, Norman, they had a very creative solution to get around paying royalties? Are you aware of this? I, well, I knew they did something, because obviously there was music back then, but I, I'm not, not quite sure Is exactly. Is it a bit before your time? Did you listen to radio much as a boy? That might have been your era. Well, uh, I don't know. We, we, we were always uh, all about television in my household. I, I kind of missed the radio boat there. Mm. Well, what they did, and let me tell you this, every station in, in the, this was common throughout Australia and North America and Europe, they employed a whistler to whistle the most popular tunes of the day. Really? On live, on air. Uh, and they, they were very skilled, you know, they could whistle in uh, many different pitches and tones. And they must have extraordinary lung capacity, Adam. Oh, I imagine they would, and... Uh, they were very talented, and celebrities of their time even, you know, are quite cherished by the listening audience. Well, let, let me just tell you, I mean, my experience as a boy listening to these was one of great joy. And uh, I've got, we've got the surprise, Norman. Yeah, yes, what is the surprise? Here in the studio, Stanley Johnson. He was a whistler back in the, in the 50s, and he's here to join us and relate to us some stories about his time at the top. Adam, I'm very pleased to be here. Stanley, I wonder, just what was the lifestyle of a professional whistler in the 50s? In, in the 1950s, let me tell you, you, you would not believe. I, I would go into the studio, I would get up at 10 a.m., walk down the street into the studio, a man would pay me to whistle into a can, and I would get 10 pounds, just like that. Thir and 30 seconds it would take me to, to just whistle out the song of the day I would go in there and they would have on a piece of paper which they would hand to me the song they wanted me to whistle and of course I knew how it went because I had all the recordings at home I would listen to them and then I would come in and whistle at 10 pounds so you you recorded the songs and you didn't do it live every time you just did oh, no. it one take and they replayed the mm. recording of the whistle my time was far too valuable that's that's yes. the kind of celebrity we, i demanded did you work for more than one station were you that popular 
oh, I worked for most of the major stations until I, I got to a point where I could really monopolize mm. myself. But I, oh, there were all kinds of uh, legal wranglings and contracts and that kind of thing. And to be honest, I can't even remember the half of it because the, the medicines got to my brain after a while. But it was, it was a heady time indeed for the professional whistler. Now, you say you earn 10 pounds. 10 pounds is... Ten pounds a day, my boy. It doesn't sound much now, does it? But ten pounds was quite a lot of money back in those days, wasn't oh, it? Oh, you, you could buy an aircraft for that amount of money. Buy an aircraft, I tell you. Ten pounds, well, I... A model aircraft? No, no, a proper one. A real thing. Fly to Antarctica, my boy. So, Stanley, how, how did you get into the business? How did you start becoming... Oh, I have to say, it was not easy to get into. I mean, every every boy and his dog on the block thought that, oh, I could just whistle on the radio, but it, it was not that easy. Mm. It was it was a skill, as you as you mentioned before, lung capacity is vital. I I actually whistled before I could speak. It came very naturally to me as a child, and at the age of seven, I joined the uh, Navy and served in both the First and Second World War as a whistler. I actually communicated via code, um, secret messages. I was undercover in France for most of the second duration uh, of of the second. Sorry, I'm losing my train of thought here. For most of the Second World War, I was undercover in the south of France, disguised as a priest, and I would have to whistle whistle coded messages to to reveal the location of of enemy strongholds. And then, of course, I was I returned to Australia, and and the only line of work for a whistler was was on the radio. So that's that's where I immediately fell into. But I will tell you. I was the number one man for a for a period of time, a very short period, but it was it was like being a king in this town, really truly like a king. Did did you have uh, many many rival whistlers in the industry? Oh no. No, it was just me pretty much. It was just you. Did you you were you were the man, you were like the red baron. I was the whistling. guy. I was the guy throughout the whole of Australia, throughout Adelaide, or the worldly. How, how? Oh, both. How far did your influence creep? I performed in the RKO Radio Hall in New York City to an audience of ten thousand ladies and gentlemen. Only ladies. No gentlemen. Wow. I suppose whistlers were very popular with the ladies, weren't they? The men would not come and see me because. <laughs> Because they were threatened by the masculinity of the of the whistler, only the ladies. I must I must uh, ask. Surely there was the temptation to put out a record, or indeed multiple records, of you whistling, and you know sell them in record shops all around the world. No, I was far too busy for that kind of thing. Just on the radio. Well, good I, good on you. Good it on made you, it Stan. a privilege to listen to the radio, Norman. I mean, maybe you can't understand because you weren't around at the time, but. It was such a privilege then to put on the radio and hear the whistler. Certainly not something you could do yourself, just in your own home. Had to be listened to on the radio, you're saying? You're Absolutely. Let me tell you that there was a significant... I mean, as a boy, I practiced myself. Like you said, every boy wanted to be one, and I practiced whistling at home myself. And I was nowhere near as talented as the fine gentleman performing the whistling on the radio. I assume there were no ladies, but... No, um, no. It was a very, uh, it was a different time, Norman. <laughs> yes, I, I, I remember that. Yes. Uh, what we want to do now is we want to get a bit of a sample of your work. I mean, could you, as as a swan song for this lost art, would you perform 
uh, briefly for us some of the fine whistling that you practice in the 1950s. Adam, would you believe it has been 75 years since anybody has asked me to do such a thing? You've not whistled in 70 years. 75 years. 75 years. Not even in a moment of joy, skipping down the street with an ice cream in your hand with your son. Never. Do you have a son? Never. Oh, yeah, bro. Well, this, this will be a treat, uh, ladies and gentlemen. We've got Stanley Johnson performing one of his favourite tunes from the era. Stanley? think I speak for all of us here in the studio, our producers, uh, myself and Norman, Yes. when we say that that was a very, very moving tribute to a bygone era. Uh, I'm very, very impressed, Adam. Very impressed. I, I, was, I was not expecting it to be like that. I, I think I speak for all of us as well when I say we all have tears streaming down our faces. Uh, Stanley is... Well, he looks, he looks speechless to me. He's overcome with emotion at this bittersweet moment for him. The man hasn't whistled for 75 years, let's remember. It's three quarters of a century. That's, it's so it makes you think. Just amazing. Uh, a man of such talents that we were blessed to have here in, in the studio today. Uh, Stanley, thank you for your time. And on that note, we will return you to a regular song. Not whistled, but just as good. You're on the yacht. Radio Adelaide 101.5 FM. Radio Adelaide's Adam on the yacht. Not commercial, professional. Are you looking for a new quality used caravan? Sick of paying the exorbitant prices that you get at new campervan stores? Well, come down to the campervan warehouse, 220 South Road, between working hours, Monday to Friday. We will offer you quality deals on new and used camper vans for all the family to enjoy. So come on down. We've got camper vans coming out of the back lot. There's too many camper vans. We need to sell you a camper van. As Larry always says, it's a camper van. Radio Adelaide, 101.5 FM. This is Tim Ray speaking. Yes, you heard that right. You are on Radio Adelaide, on the yacht too. Ah, it's been a good day, hasn't it? Mm. We were talking about the rain before, Norman. Well, apart from the rain, obviously. The rain, well, yes, you you mentioned to me in in the uh, the station break there that you took action. You were... Unhappy I did. at the weather. I did, Adam. What I did you do? I did indeed take action. I took action. Uh, I wrote a letter to the editor complaining 
about the weather. Mm -hmm. I feel this is important. My opinion needs to be heard. I feel that I should use any medium that's at my disposal, whether it be radio or print mm -hmm. or skywriting or anything else. A sensible man would uh, take advantage of all the options at his hands. Although perhaps skywriting's not very appropriate for now, seeing as though I'm complaining about the weather. <laughs> yes, if I don't think you, the planes are flying in this weather, are they? Uh, well, even if they... I, I, I don't know. There's, there's cloud everywhere. You wouldn't be able to read the writing anymore. Mm. So would you like... You don't have the letter here, but would you like to give us the gist of what you had wrote in the letter? Well, I pretty much said, I don't like the rain. It comes when I don't want it, and it doesn't come when I do want it. Well, you know, the farmers or whatever. Yes. You know, they like the, I, apparently they like the rain. They like rain, and they don't like daylight saving. Mm. It always comes at the most inappropriate of times, doesn't it? When, when you've gone for a walk, when you're on a holiday... And, you know, when the farm... And it, it does happen. When the farmers want the rain, it just doesn't come. And what we're seeing is lower lakes being destroyed. I don't know. Oh, don't get me started on those lower lakes. Mm. The upper lakes, I can handle the upper lakes, not the lower ones. I had very good memories as a boy in the lower lakes where I when, would... When there were lakes there. Well, yes, when there were fresh water, Norman, my father and I would holiday on a houseboat many years ago, and it was a beautiful time in a young boy's life. Mm. But it is sad to see that they are disappearing so fast. Did you go fishing at all? Fishing? No, not at that time. But it is a hobby of mine to fish. Uh... As you would know if you were a regular listener, uh, snook, all sorts of fish, mm. I find enjoyable to catch. I do not eat them. Oh, see, that's uh, where I come in. So yes. I don't like to catch them, well, but I, take, I, I will eat them. Yes, I take Norman on a holiday with me, and he eats up all the fish. <laughs> I'm back on the topic of letters. I wrote a letter in recently that oh, yes. wasn't published, unfortunately. Oh, I'm sorry. Chairs are not built solidly enough anymore. No. No, I'm, they're not built to last. You know, I'm a generously... Sorry about that. I am a generously proportioned man. Well, you're all right. And I need a chair with a solid wood base. Hmm. Because these, these plastic ones are just not strong enough to handle my frame. Which, uh, which material do you prefer? Metal, hardwood? Solid oak. Norman. Solid oak. Oak. I believe that's an imported wood. No, it's... Uh, they do grow them here. It, the, the tree does not originate from this great nation. No, I didn't think so. Uh, but we do grow some here for making furniture of all sorts. But, as I digress, the, the letter was not published oh, in right, the newspaper. Yeah. Uh, it didn't uh, sully my uh, opinion of news organisations. Of course not. Uh... So, on that note, we will now cross to uh, Tim Ray in the newsroom. So, Tim. Is it about that time again? We're just going to cross straight over to him? Is that yes. what we're doing? Yes, we are. Tim. Okay. 
Let's let's see if we, so this is the first time I've uh, used these FM radio panels. They're uh, they're different. Oh, I'm I'm sorry, Norman. Let's let's well, let's see if we can. Well, it's not even me. It's these producers behind me. Yes. Yeah. I, do, you, do you have a signal or something? You can just uh, wave at them or something. Yes, I'll I'll cross it in. Let's go now. Good evening. It's seventeen and a half minutes past the hour, which means it's time for a news update. Hello, I'm Tim Ray. Time for a quick check of the current blood stocks in South Australia. O positive, two and a half days supply. A positive, four days. O negative, one day. And AB positive, eight days. If you wish to donate blood, send it to Radio Adelaide, 228 North Terrace, Adelaide, 5001. Or is it 5000? Your own blood is preferred. If you would like your blood returned to you, please include a stamp self-addressed envelope. We cross now to our finance reporter, Conrad Podazinski. Thanks, Tim. It's really good conditions for bulls and bears at the moment. We're seeing some strong economic conditions in the key indicators. However, large organisations are struggling to balance their core competencies with strategic capabilities, leading to trouble on the Nikkei and Wall Street. They are, however, looking for a bailout from Silicon Valley and the FTSE. Back to you, Tim. Thanks, Conrad. It's a good thing I've got a solid blue-chip portfolio. The weather for tomorrow, a fine day on the high seas, with seas abating to one to one and a half metres. Tomorrow you can expect a high of 25 and a low of 25. Let us now cross to our snowman in Mount Buller, Wayne Tanner. Hey Tim, how you going mate? I'm good, what can we expect in the snow today Wayne? Oh mate Tim, it is going to be an absolute cracker of a weekend here at Mount Buller. You'd better bust out your snowboard, better oil up the snowmobile, it is going to be a solid fall all weekend long. That sounds fantastic Wayne. How many inches can we expect? Mate, it's summer, no snow, but you can still ride a sled down the side of the mountain, mate. It is a fun time. It is an absolute cracker barrel. That's great to hear. How many lifts operating, Wayne? Nah, mate, they only do those in the winter. Uh, you got to walk back up the hill. Sounds fantastic. Sick. So, just before we go, Wayne, how's the wife and kids? Uh, they died in that fire, mate. But mate, this weekend is going to be sick on the slopes. Actually sick. Physically. Thanks Wayne, our uh, man in the snow, Wayne Tanner. You're up to date with the latest news. Now back to On The Yacht, Radio Adelaide, 101.5 FM. We're back, it's Adam here again. Tim, our man in the newsroom. Well, that was a blast, Adam. Yes, lots of big news happening now, isn't there? Big news for the summer. What? What's your favourite story right now? Well, the the the, the bloodstocks, um, mm. of course, uh, is is an important issue. And uh, do, do you give regularly, Tim? I've given twice. Uh. I felt that was enough. Are stocks low at the moment? W- weren't you listening to the news, Adam? I, I'm sorry, but you've said there's two days stock. I don't know if that's a lot or a little. Two days is getting uh, on the lower side of mm. things. So for those people that are of the particular blood type that I have previously mentioned, you should get along to one of our our state's donating centres. Um, but uh, but be prepared. It's it's quite a process. So mm-hmm. um, but it's definitely something worth doing. Mm, good, uh, Tim. We were talking about news letters to the editor. Do you have have you written uh, have you wrote wrote many letters to the editor in your time 
I haven't wrote, but I've written. Um, oh. He is the guru on proper English. Right? This this guy gets me all the time. Well, he you have to be if you're a newsreader. That's yeah. that's what they teach you in Very the correct. Yes. Very correct, Tim. Yes, but I jest at it. Uh. I jest. Um, no, I haven't actually uh, written a letter to the editor, um, mm. but I but I am actually preparing to write a letter to a university in in the state. Mm. I've been somewhat discombobulated and and not quite uh, satisfied with the with the with the style that they're delivering at this university. So I will let you know how that goes. So okay. maybe I can possibly talk uh, to Norman after and get his advice on writing letters. Mm. Well, I, I don't know a lot. Uh, I, I, oh. I do know the, the price of stamps has gone up. It used, used to be 50 cents, now it's 55. You're joking me. I am not joking. I, I mean, I buy my stamps a year in advance, so I haven't heard of a price increase. Well, see, if you've got the 50 cent ones and you want to send a letter, you have to go in and get a 5 cent stamp. And add that as well. So you need two stamps equal to 55 cents. Oh, dear. Uh, Outrageous. I've got to write a letter to the editor about this. Well, you'll have to pay five cents extra if you want to do that. (laughs) Well, you can't win. Who decides to raise the price of the stamps? Uh, Who's getting the extra five cents? Is it really that much of a difference? One extra ivory back scratcher for the Mm. postmaster general. (laughs) Well... Do you think the postmaster is living, uh, living it up on the taxpayer dime? I don't know. But mm. if he is, he shouldn't be. It should be investigated. Uh, we'll give a call to the news organisations, Tim. And just to remember, it's more calories that people are consuming per stamp. Right. Do you, well, do you lick stamps these days anymore? Well, I do, and it's uh, 0.1 calorie per stamp. Oh dear, you you might put on a bit of weight if you were uh, uh, sent a lot of mail. Yes, you, <laughs> yes. Mm, I guess yes. that's why Santa Claus is so round. <laughs> ah, no wait, he receives mail. Anyway, he he writes back to the kiddies. Um, he never wrote back to me. That's when I stopped <laughs> believing at him. Well, don't say that. Well, you know, I think we're on later. This is a family show. It, it may be on a little late, but it is a family show, evidenced by the fact why of our coming segment. Which is right now. Oh, yes. It is our Bible passage of the day. Radio Adelaide's Adam on the yacht. Yes. Not commercial, professional. My mistake. We have to do those. Yes. It is time for the Bible passage of the day. Mm. Norman, this is where I toss it over to you. Thank you. And you read from the good book. Wisdom Unknown or known to those who read it, and will be known to you when you hear this. Norman. Well, I I must say, firstly, I am not a religious man. Oh, aren't you? No. No. But uh, I do hang out with a lot of them down down at the the club. Uh, But uh, I do do own a Bible. This was given to me by a man in a hotel. And Mm. uh, if I I can quote our our Bible passage of the day, it comes from Mark 9... 48, where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched, for everyone will be seasoned with fire and every sacrifice will be seasoned with salt. Salt is good, but if the salt loses its flavor, how will you season it? Have salt in yourselves and have peace with one another. 
Well, it's coming up to 20 part, uh, 22, uh, 20 to 1. Tim, uh, we've still got you here from the newsroom. I'm we're, still here. We're not going to analyse that at all? No, I, well on it, I thought I'd ask Tim what his interpretation was of that passage. What did you get out of it? Well, the, the salt really, mm-hmm. really spoke to me, I guess you'd call it. Um, salt is, a, is, is quite a mysterious thing. I, I put salt on quite a lot of my foods at home. Some people say it's good, some people say it's bad. So that's, that's, that's what really spoke to me. Sacrifice and salt. Mm. I connected those words. Mm. So if you're making a sacrifice with the salt, or because of the salt... Is that, am I on the right track here, Norman? I think everyone should just carry salt with them at all times, just in case. Do you think this is where the phrase salt of the earth comes from, good folks? Probably. Mm. I cannot confirm that, though. I've lost my place in the Bible. We really need Dr. Kevin Goodall here because he's a, he's a knowledgeable man. and uh, I, need he, a, I need a bookmark as well. must apologise. To find your favourite Bible passages? Yes. I must say, Norman, I do find it strange that a non-religious man would take so much solace from the Bible. Well, I, I only came to be non-religious after having a good knowledge of the Bible. Is that so? Yes, I, I researched all religions before I mm-hmm. reached my conclusion mm-hmm. that there is no God. Well, there might be, I don't know. Oh, well, let's not be hasty there, Norman. I, I'm interested now that you've said you are a, a scholar of the religious aspects of life. You've studied uh, the world's greatest uh, sources of knowledge, uh, the Muslim, mm. uh, the Buddhist. I have actually read from the Dead Sea Scrolls. I have a copy. From the actual scrolls? Indeed, or? yes. Did you go to visit them in the British Museum? Yeah, well, uh, no. It was a different museum, but the man assured me they were genuine. Genuine yes. Dead Sea Scrolls. It was unbelievable. They actually managed to print them on a napkin 2,000 years ago. How do they do that? Truly gods they were amongst us. <laughs> Can you read ancient Hebrew, Norman? <laughs> um, well, no, obviously I had an interpreter. <laughs> I forgot to mention <laughs> no, that. I had no. an interpreter. An interpreter, right. There's not many of those around. Was it our friend, Dr. Kevin Goodall? He's a university man. most certainly was not. He was on another speaking tour at the time. He he gets around, doesn't he? Yeah, that's why he's not here. He speaks and... uh... He walks and he speaks at the same time. Yeah, so... It's a shame he's not here, really. I I think he he would know a lot about religion and uh, all the... All the spiritual things of life. Uh... Don't worry, though. All the spirit you need is right here on Radio Adelaide 101.5. This week on Kaftan Kitchen, Mary shows us how to turn a simple midnight snack into a four-course dinner for 12. Geraldine has some great tips on how to sew your own curtains. And Cheryl investigates the age-old question, is cybercrime justified if its intended purpose is to get rid of the noisy students across the street? Practical advice for today's polyamorous family. That's this week on Kaftan Kitchen, Monday nights on ABC2. Yeah, yeah.
Radio Adelaide, 101.5 FM. This is Tim Ray speaking. We're back again on the yacht. It's me, Adam, on Radio Adelaide, 101.5 FM. Also in the studio is Norman Vine. That's me, hello. Hello, Norman. Hello, Adam. Very nice to be here. It's good to see you again. Yes. You've just ducked out for a little coffee, haven't you? Well, tea. Tea. You're a tea drinker. I forgot that. Sorry. Big, big tea drinker. Mm. I am too. I, I'm enjoying a lovely jasmine tea mm. at the moment. But on that note, mm. Norman. Yes. It is time for a segment we call Adam's Vacations. Ah, uh, of course. That's. You're listening to Radio Adelaide on Radio Adelaide 101.5 FM on the yacht. Adam's Vacations is a segment we like to do every now and again after I have just come back from a holiday. Uh, Where have you come back from, Adam? Well, we'll get to that. Okay. Uh, right now. All right, then. Please. I went for a cruise really? in Fiji. Ah, what was the vessel? Was it the QE2? It was the Prince Natanui. Hmm, haven't heard of that one. It well, let me let me recap for you the whole story because it was, it was an event, David. It was a, it was a fantastic vacation. Please, I'd love to hear it. Norman, should I say, holiday, because vacation is a bit of an American word. Mm, certainly is. And when you say holiday over there, they look at you funny. Yes, we say holiday here in this country. So I'll stick with holidays. We won't say vacation anymore, except for right then. Now. It was mm, maybe a month ago that I took this vacation. And you can't just hop on a boat from Adelaide to Fiji. There, there are just not that many boats that do that. Well, well, mine does. Well, that's a chartered boat, Norman. Oh, right. Sorry. Uh, I'm a humble man. I don't have the means to charter my own boat. I wish I did. Well, maybe one day. You're st- you've still got a few years left. Maybe when Only this sh- a few, though. when this show cracks the big time. But I wouldn't want that to happen. I'd want to stick here with you, our loyal listeners, who've been with us from day one, many years ago when we first started this show. Norman, you were a bit more fresh-faced back in those days. Yes, yes. I, I used moisturiser back then. Yeah. Uh, well, not, not anymore. No, no. It, well, no, you're a, you're a handsome man. Thank you. Uh, Norman. Thank you. Now, back to my holiday. I took the plane from Adelaide to Brisbane, because Brisbane is the location where I can fly to Fiji. Mm. Brisbane airport was, was lovely. There was, well, there's a lot of sun coming in, and it, it got me in the mood for a summer vacation. I've said vacation. It should be holiday. shouldn't do that. I'm not an American, folks. I'm I'm Adam, your favourite radio host on Radio Adelaide 101.5 FM. But Adam, please tell tell me about your holiday. Well, when when we landed in Nandi Airport, Suva, the capital of Fiji, Norman. Well, you learn something every day. I took a taxi cab straight to the dock, where I boarded the ship. Well, almost immediately, it was a bit of a rush, because I was cutting it fine with the arrival of the plane and the departure of the cruise ship. The cruise lasted, well, 
eight days, if I recall correctly. And I must say I enjoyed myself. There were some lovely people on board. Uh, there were some Australians there with us. Uh, actually, some Americans too. They would have used the word vacation, and perhaps this is where I picked it up. It, uh, and it was great. There was, there was games. Uh, I played, played more than a fair share, more than my fair share of bingo rounds. Did you play shuffleboard? I hear that's popular. No, no, not on this particular cruise. Must be more um, of a northern hemisphere thing. Yes, well, Fiji is quite close to the equator, if you didn't know, Norman. Uh, and it is also good for reef fishing. As oh, yes. we discussed before, I'm a keen fisher, or angler, as we like to say. Uh, and let me tell you, after the cruise, I went for a chartered fishing trip oh. on a small dinghy. Oh. There was... Uh, there was, a mo there was a motor, so I, I should say it was a motorboat. And the operator of the motorboat, Bo, was a lovely man. Uh, and he, he took me to a secret local spot with great fishing. Really? Great fishing. And let me just say, the Polynesians are a very attractive people, Norman. Well, I'm not arguing with and you And very hospitable. Yes. Yes. So I've heard. So, I mean, and while I was there, I, I sampled uh, the local ale. Fiji Gold and, and Fiji Bitter. Uh, I purchased them from the local publican in the, uh, the nearest hotel mm -hmm. uh, to the dock where I stayed before my return flight. So on the whole, it was, well, a, a very nice time, Norman. Mm. Uh, Fiji was kind to me, and I've come back a little darker, but not much. I was liberal with the sunscreen. Yes, you don't want to put too much on. Too much sunscreen. Is that a bad thing, Norman? Yes, it actually, uh, you get a reverse tan effect. You turn whiter, so I've heard. Mm. Mm. Does it, does it offer more protection from the sun? I think less. But less. Don't, don't quote me on that. Okay. Ask the fine doctor when he gets back from mm. his tour. Mm. Yes, well, we've got a plethora of experts at, on, on our speed dial, so we'll, we'll get one in soon, and we'll ask them that question. How... Is too much sunscreen a bad thing? Hmm. Norman. Yes, Adam. It's, I know the segment is called Adam's Vacations slash Holidays, but we would like to find out about your latest vacation. Oh, fantastic, because I'd love to tell you all about it, because I, I recently came back from a fantastic weekend. Uh, I went up to Clare. Hmm. South Australia's own Garden of the North. Lovely country, Norman. Beautiful, absolutely beautiful. I recently purchased a winery up there, Vine Winery. Oof. And uh, I went up there with my lovely lady friend, Joanna. Mm. Spent a weekend there. Uh, didn't get a particularly good, uh, good. Uh, uh, what do you call it? I'm, I'm only, I've only been in this winery business for a very short time. Vintage? Is that the word? Mm, that, that, that would be correct. I'm no, not a heavy wine drinker, but... Uh, nor, nor am I. In fact, I don't mm, drink alcohol at all. I, no. I bought the wine. Teetotaler. Yeah, yes, you're right. Uh, tea and teetotal. Uh, I do like grapes, though, which is why I bought the wine. Mm. And uh, one particular afternoon, it was a Saturday afternoon, I was with there with, with Joanna, and we were strolling out amongst the vines, and she just looked so 
beautiful there amongst the, the leaves, and one thing led to another, and before I knew it, we were making love right there, right there amongst the vines, and it was truly, truly beautiful experience. That was until the, the crop duster arrived. I had, it was my fault, I forgot that it was scheduled for that afternoon. But uh, I must say, uh, since then, I haven't been bitten by a single mosquito, so I, I don't know what the big deal is about pesticides. No complaints here. Can't be good for you, could it? Well, I've never felt better in my life. That's another question for the doctor, I should say, mm. Norman. Uh, so it sounds like you had a great time. I sure did. Uh, I would like to know, I, Adam, would like to know, have you had a good vacation any time? Why don't you call in on 8303-5000 and you could talk to us about a good vacation or a bad vacation. Maybe something happened that was a bit... Ooh, ooh. Mm. Like, anyway. on, like on my uh, holiday. Mm. Holiday. Don't say vacation, Adam. Oh, sorry, Norman. You're on the yacht. Radio Adelaide, 101.5. You're listening to Radio Adelaide on Radio Adelaide 101.5 FM on the yacht. For one last time, we're back here on the yacht. It's me, the host, Adam, with Norman Vine. Hello, Adam. Very nice to be here. It's been a great night. Uh, I hope you've all enjoyed yourselves. But as a final treat, we've got a caller on the line. Now, we've got George from Netley. George, are you there? Hello. Hello. Oh, right. Huh, I'm sorry. haven't used these phones before. George. Yes, I, I can't quite hear anything. Oh, is that you? George, are you there? Yes, I'm here. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you, George? Yes, I'm, I'm very well. Just for... Just for oh, I'm if you sorry. turn your radio down, oh. please. Sorry. Mavis, you shouldn't do that to me while I'm on the radio. Just replying to your call-out for callers mm. in response to your segment on holidays. Where did you go on holiday, George? I cycled to Vladivostok. Extraordinary. Mm. How was that? It was quite good. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right, thank you very much, George. That was good to hear, Norman. Very good. Uh, mm. Just like all of Radio Adelaide's fine shows. Mm. Oh, yes, right. We have to read this out. Uh, yes. Sure, Adam. You can listen for nothing. But your financial support will make us feel better and you will feel great. Trust us. Well, yes. Yeah, yes, trust all of us. Trust all of us. Because we're your community radio station. So become a subscriber. It's only $52 or $26 concession for the year. And I believe... You can just call in on 8303-5000 during business hours and mm -hmm. they'll sort that out for you. Mm. I, should, I should say to our legion of fans who've just joined us for the first time on Radio Adelaide that uh, you can subscribe, as Norman has just articulated for you. So, do the right thing. Subscribe. And join us again on the yacht. Norman, it's been a pleasure. Sure has, Adam. We'll see you again tomorrow for another episode of On the Yacht. Good night, everyone. Here's the BBC.